Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Game Pass Grab Bag, your weekly podcast reviewing games from the Game Pass Collection, bringing you three unique perspectives from varying skill range. I am the stack boss of this operation, Andrew. With me, the one who puts the punk in cyberpunk, Keith. Hello. And our indent, Liz. Hey, guys. And this week, we played the new Xbox exclusive, The Ascent, brought to you by a brand new studio, Neo Giant. Nope, Neon Giant. It's close. Sorry, first time reading a, uh, you know, game info. It's okay. This is your first time speaking? Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> The Ascent. Y'all are a- salty. <laughs> So the Ascent is a top-down twin-stick shooter. You can play it solo or co-op. And they say RPG, but the RPG, I think, is, is a very loose term for this game. But going around, Liz, I'm going to hear from you. Was this a game or a pass? It's a pass. It's a pass. <sighs> Man, I, I feel like I've been really struggling with the, some of the game picks lately. Uh, we'll get more into it, but I just... Oh, I got so much to say on the negative front. <laughs> the graphics are great, though. I'll say that. Um, so, Liz, I'm not far behind you. I don't know if I can go so far as to give this game a pass because I really don't have anything negative to say about it. But it's not something that I would be rushing to get my friends to download and play. Like, I would find a lot of other games over this. Um, but that said, it's not bad. It's it's not passworthy. It's just a very, very unexcited game. But I think the the reason why it gets like I, I feel more negative towards it is this is not a game that should be played on an older Xbox. Yeah. And so if you're kind of eh about a game, for me that brought it to the pass. Like I feel like I would I would have been in the middle, but then you add those load times, and it's just not just one, it's many, and it that's what really put it down for me. So I'm kind of with you, Liz. I give it a game, but I have a Series X. I, but I do say, I do kind of see where you're coming from, Liz. If I had an older generation console, I think I would have gave this a pass. Because I don't think there's too many load times, but they are very long. You essentially have three major maps in the Ascent. And anytime you are going to one of these areas, which you go, you switch between these areas quite a bit. The load time on an old console, I'm pretty sure it's close to two minutes. It's very long, especially two of you're booting up your game. And right now, this game is pretty new. It's also being developed. It's developed by a pretty small studio, Neon Giant. I think is like I think they have less than twenty employees. They're they're a pretty small studio. So the game's slightly buggy and it crashes. And slightly, that's generous. And if I did not have a Series X console, if it crashes, like I can see where it can be like this is not fun because the load time would take too long just to get back into the game. But long story short, I have a Series X and I do think it was a lot of fun. There's a lot of great things. The Ascent does so well. But there was one thing that just made me so sad. I'll get into it. So, the story of The Ascent is you play as a no-name nobody. You come to this planet called Velus, And essentially, in order to get to this planet, which, this is not a great planet. It's pretty run down and ton of crime and it's really grungy and gross but in order to get to this planet you basically sign your soul over to a corporation you become what's known as an indent which at the beginning of the game they say is essentially a slave in name alone you basically do whatever the corporation tells you you know hey go clean up a toilet cool or hey go cause mass genocide you gotta do it you're their slave so 
how bad is the universe that people want to come to this planet and essentially just do whatever is they're told? I mean, it sort of seemed like they describe it as a place that was like supposed to be this like getaway location, and then it's just devolved into this grunge and grime. That's that was sort of how I took it. I also think this game would have been way better if there was some decision making. This, so, that is my biggest complaint. Yeah, so like there's one point where they're telling you to kill this guy, and it's like, as a, as you're building your character, I kind of want to be able to make those decisions. Yes, this is where this is my biggest complaint. So when I saw they said RPG in this game, the only thing that's RPG in this game is your character levels up, and you get a few skill points to kind of spread out. That is it. There is no actual role playing. You do not play a character. You are a voiceless, nameless character. You have no choice. You just. You are literally just like this dumb, blink, doofus person. Literally, someone comes up to you, they're like, hey, we own your contract now. No, go over there and kill people. And you're just, okay, do, 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 do. And then you're going doing a thing. And then, oh, nope, you got to do this now. You're, owned, you're now owned of this company. You don't argue. You don't refute it. You don't You don't make any choices. You just, okay, and just go and do it. And I, it irritated me so badly. I loved this world. I thought this world was built so well. I wanted choice, though. I wanted a character. I wanted to feel like I am shaping this world. I am doing it for the better. I could care less what I was doing. I don't know. If, I mean, I know I don't normally give a crap about any story. So I guess there we go. There it is. I don't care about the story. I didn't watch most of the, <laughs> any of it. But at the same time, I think I would have been more interested in it if I had some say in how things were going. Yeah, I, I think I absolutely would have been more invested. But instead, it just was like, yeah, okay, here's a, a cut scene. And most of the characters I found very annoying, honestly. Like, this game is rated M, but honestly, I feel like they just went out of their way to just, like, drop in, uh, like, extra curse words and, like, just reasons to make it M through the dialogue. Yeah. That was unnecessary. Kinda, yeah. And it and it got really tiresome to the point where I was like, okay, I get it. You're, they're effing this and effing that. And I was like, I, and I don't even have a problem with language. It doesn't pro- bother me in a game, a story, movie, whatever it may be. Unless it just feels disingenuous, and that's what it felt like, and it really annoyed me. It's the same with, like, the sexual comments, right? Yeah. Because oh, like, there was a couple that I was just like, did they really just say that? I think it came from Poon. Yeah. And I was just like... Well, I mean, yeah, his name alone to really... is... Yeah. <laughs> I, and that was my point like the game the gameplay didn't seem serious and and andrew i think we were talking about it and you disagree but it felt like it was trying to be tongue-in-cheek the whole time but it just wouldn't quite get there like if borderlands was doing a lot of this i i'd find it funny because they built that universe and they built a reason why the humor could be that way they set a bar low this game doesn't seem or the ascent doesn't seem to want to do that it's like we're super serious but here's a bunch of sex jokes and f-bombs like cool i would have rather see the m play go into like bodies exploding better and like i don't know more graphically i think the bodies exploded pretty good decently yes but i would have rather seen another way with a t to be kind of language yeah honestly and it it could have been just as well told that said i just yeah i didn't care for it i mean this was no more of an rpg than uh uh crap what was the shark bitey game we played man eater man eater was a, a shark, shark pg game. <laughs> yeah that was the name of it uh but man eater was a shark pg there was no rpg elements to it you just yeah, leveled you up your care so like yeah. it was no more of an rpg than that was i, I always hate when games kind of say rpg but it's like it's role-playing game. You're not playing a role. You're just getting skill points. Like, that's... 
I know like people try to t- tie in role playing as like that. That's what makes a role playing game is you leveling up. It's like no, what makes a role playing game is you playing a role. I, I am a character. I'm making decisions. I'm I'm crafting this character in this world. So it always just kind of irritates me. But so kind of going a little bit more in the story, I guess to explain to people, I I think it was a good setup. So you are an indent, and you are an indent to the company, the Ascent or the, the Ascent Core, and you. Not this isn't really spoiler because this is the beginning of the game. You basically do one mission, you get back to base, and you find out the Ascent Corporation went bankrupt, and so now you're kind of like in this this character that's in limbo because you know you're contracted to the Ascent, but they're bankrupt. They they no longer like exist. So the way the universe works is other companies basically come in and essentially place a flag into parts of the company to claim territory, and so that's what you're trying to do is kind of claim territory. And I thought like this whole premise and idea and lore of the story, really cool. I, I was like, this this world is fantastically built. I love exploring it. I love the codex. It's really impressive. It goes through the different alien races and gives you kind of a bit about the biology, you know, what people do for gadgets, what people do for fun, you know, what are these environments, like what's important about them. It is a really impressive codex. There's a lot of cool lore in this world. I just wanted to be a part of it. I did not feel like I was a part of it because I was just dumb, voiceless character. Well, see, that's a good point. Like, how much more fun would it have been if you could have, like, chosen which faction you wanted to side with? Yes, like, try to exactly, push yeah. different areas, like, take over areas. Like, I never even thought of that because I wasn't paying attention to the story. But as you were explaining, I was like, that would have been a way more interesting dynamic to the gameplay. I would have been way more excited. Yes. So I understand this game. Like I said, this is made by a less than a 20-person studio. So, like, they're very limited with the resources. I really hope Microsoft specifically buys the studio and gives them more support because so I beat the game and there is an opening for sequels or DLC. And if they can make a sequel where it's just more focused on a role playing element, I think I would, I would, this would actually probably be close to be my game of the year. Yeah. I also, I felt like watching the trailer. I, I thought you were supposed to really be like rebelling kind of. I mean, I you kind of are. But I don't, you don't get that feeling when you're no, playing yeah, you it, don't. is what I mean. So for me, that's why I just, I didn't have an interest in the story because I just felt like they downplayed it all. Yeah. And because your character doesn't, like you said, it, it, you don't really speak, you don't really make decisions. So for me, it's just like, I thought that the story was kind of useless at that point. I kind of lost interest really early on. Yeah. There's, there's moments of the story where I was kind of enjoying it. I was kind of enjoying some of the characters uh, the ending just kind of happens and rolls credits. It's not bad. It's just... Okay. The weird thing I thought about the ending, though... Do we need a spoiler alert right here? He, he, nah, kind of, I guess. But, I mean, there's, there's really not too much of the story. But, Keith, you played Borderlands 1. Yeah. With a Borderlands story, I bet you can think of what was the worst thing about the story in Borderlands 1. And for whatever reason, this game took the exact page from that game and put it in their game. And I was just like, this is a weird choice. Well, I feel like I'm missing something because I've never played Borderlands. I don't but... quite remember the ending of Borderlands 1. It's been many years. I'm going to have to go look at it. But of course, so the big thing, though, obviously, with this is the gameplay. Now Which, it's a bad transition. for me, like, I, I didn't really care. I felt like it felt very repetitive. And one of the biggest issues that I had with this game is that when you're looking at it, and by the way, I, I did only play co-op. I only played with Andrew. I didn't play single player. I really hated the way that the camera was. It felt like you were supposed to be able to turn it, but if you were walking towards like 
for instance, the weapon weapons area. You couldn't read weapons until you're right there. And the map is just hot garbage. It is probably my least favorite map ever. And maybe it's just because I just feel a little salty <laughs> about the gameplay. But I just, the entire time, I didn't understand the camera angles at all. Because you're kind of like looking down and the enemies are small, which you have that codex. But I don't care about the enemies because you can barely see them because it's, it's like zoomed out and then you're running towards enemies but you can't see them you can't turn the camera you can't look at them and so for me i like the gameplay as much as i like the story see i know you said andrew that you, you didn't feel that way i did not <laughs> i i disagree i think the gameplay was just fine i thought that i i enjoyed it i thought it was a lot of fun i, I think it went from just computers. fine to a lot of fun like those well, are two very different things well, I, I mean like it was it was fine for me as in like I'm, i didn't find any issues with it like you are I enjoyed the turning camera angles. So this game, it's a twin stick shooter, and people who played twin stick shooters, like the games are flat. You know, you look at Diablo, you look at Enter the Gungeon. There's a huge list of twin stick shooters out there. There's no elevation. It's always just a flat world. You're just walking left and right. Very simple. This is a twin stick shooter that has so much depth. You know, there's stairs. There's multiple levels. There's so much elevation in this game, and it actually it didn't feel like a flat world like most twin stick shooters do and as you're walking normally in non-combat areas the camera shifts so you can see the world there's a couple times that actually the camera does go down in this combat area and it kind of turns into like a 2d shooter which is cool i thought the camera angles were really no i liked it when it panned out because this is a very beautiful game like i'm not arguing with that at all but for me i just felt like i wanted more like i wanted to be able to see more and so for me, I just felt like it, I think it made the game feel repetitive too. Cause you just see the, like, the little enemies coming at you and then you shoot. I kind of wish it wasn't a twin stick shooter. See, I, I'm in a weird spot because I, I love twin stick shooters. I do. And I don't think that they did anything so heinous in this game in the, in the gameplay that like it was an injustice to it. Cause I was going to make that point, Andrew. And I think that's one of the things that threw me off and where I kind of agree with Liz is because this game isn't your traditional, like just street top down flat world twin stick shooter. It felt confusing at times. And I will say when you get into the, like the city areas and you have like three and four levels, the map is hot garbage. I mean, it's yeah. the map overall isn't overly difficult to navigate so much, but the map doesn't help you at all. You basically can just throw it out and just having to, and I, there, there needs to be a mini map is what one of my complaints is like, if well, there is a mini map, but it's hot garbage. Well, so, I mean, my thing anyways is really, I just ended up just following my up arrow. So you, you can hit it up like some games do. You can hit it up on the D pad and it says, Hey, you just go this way. And honestly, I just followed that wherever it told me to go. And, uh, but sometimes it wouldn't update. So when I was playing co-op with Andrew, sometimes that wouldn't update and sometimes the arrow in the corner wouldn't update as well. So I would have no idea where I was supposed to go. Both would fail. Well, I, and that, like, I think what was happening there, because I think it was what was happening with me sometimes, is that there was like dialogue happening in the story and then you were just ignoring it because it was not interesting. And it like wouldn't no, update. No, it was when we, right after we fought. Like That's, the game couldn't keep up. Maybe. Like, there was no dialogue. That's what would happen to me. And same with, like, there were a couple times Andrew and I were playing where I had to reload the game and go through the wait times again. And I was just like, Andrew, why don't you play something else? Because I don't, I don't feel like waiting for that. 
So for me, like whenever that happened, I would get a little nervous because I was like, is this going to be one of those bugs where I have to start over? Because the travel in this game, it takes a long time to get from A to B. They have like the the taxi or whatever, but that still takes time. And so for me, all these little buggy things, every time they happen, I was just like, oh, great. Here we go. I mean, fortunately, I didn't crash too much. You had Andrew crashed the last night when we were playing and basically it wouldn't let him rejoin so something broke on my end too i guess but i could still keep playing but that was where i called it a night anyways but overall i didn't i didn't have a lot of crashes i i just yeah the the load times did suck i really was not a fan of having to wait like two to three minutes and just sitting there and for a twin stick shooter and i think that's my one of my issues now yeah is it better than if i can have an almost instant load time on a series x definitely but I still just never found myself excited enough about the gameplay that even with a quick load time, I would be like, oh, I got to go boot up the Ascent now. Yeah. And also, another thing I want to bring up, I want Keith's opinion on this because Andrew disagreed with me. Sometimes I didn't know what was loot and what wasn't. I felt like the boxes and stuff didn't really stand out. The chest did like because they would glow. But Andrew would just run into things and he would get stuff. And I was like, that was just gray. How did you know that there was stuff in there? Did you really get that? No, because they were gray boxes and they were the only gray boxes that looked like that. So I just I felt like they just blended in. No. (laughs) So this is probably me. But for me, like I don't usually have trouble finding loot. And Andrew would walk by something and be like, oh, I didn't realize I was there. No, not as a whole. I thought everything was pretty well visible. I didn't always know what it was I was picking up because sometimes I would think it was health and it was like a gun because it would just highlight a red square. You'd pick something up and I just picked up anything I could. Um, But that was another one of my complaints is I thought as a whole the loot system was pretty weak. Like, I... Again, I'm going to go off of other twin stick shooters and the types of games with, you know, the loot systems they have. And I felt none of that. There's, what, maybe 20-ish guns total in the game? Uh, Maybe about, yeah. Give or take. And so I liked the progression system with it. So if you upgrade one of those guns, every time you pick up another instance of that gun, it's always going to be that same level. So you never really worried about, like, if you sold something like, oh, I had the best version of that. Now I'm screwed. You could always get it back. So I did like that aspect of it, but it also still kind of made the game kind of like, eh, I don't know. It's just very linear. I actually complained to Andrew about the armor loot because, or like even when you go to buy, I felt like there was nothing that was way better that I was excited about. So like you have different um, uh, points, like it's good against electrical, physical, whatever. I never thought that what I was getting was actually substantially better because it would just be good in a different area. And so for me, I didn't get excited about that either. And then at the beginning, you get money. And I asked Andrew what I should focus on buying. Like, should I focus on buying a better weapon? He's like, honestly, you're going to find better out there than what they're offering. So for me, like even shopping, I mean, even that kind of let me down. I like to shop. Don't take shopping from me. (laughs) So to explain kind of the loot, this game does not have a a random number generator for loot. There is only one Dread. There's only one Harbinger. There's only one PDW. Like, as Keith was saying, like, there's a chance when you kill an enemy that they will drop the gun that they are holding. But yeah, there's only about 20 unique guns, and any one you pick up, it is always the same stats until you upgrade it, and then across the entire world, anytime you find that gun, it's the upgraded version of it. Which I like. 
I, I first liked, but near the end, it was kind of getting tiresome. So I'm playing with Keith and, you know, our characters end up looking the same. It's because, well, we're getting the same weapons. Like, there's, once again, this is another thing of them kind of removing a role-playing element of it. I'm not, you know, jumping into Keith's game. Whoa, your character looks cool. I can't believe you picked up this legendary gear or whatever. No, it's just, it's the same gear. So you're going to end up just kind of looking the same as everyone else. And it just kind of lost more of the fun element to it. I don't, like, overall, I don't mind it. You know, a good amount of games do it like this way, where it's not like a random number generator kind of gun. But I don't know. In The Ascent, I feel like I would have enjoyed so much more if they added more of a looter-shooter kind of element to it. Yeah, and I think especially because as a twin-stick shooter, it plays well. That's one thing that I do think I, I enjoyed about it, was that yeah, the, it felt, good. the combat felt smooth. You always have that little laser pointer, which... I think just adds a nice element to the style of gameplay so you have an idea of where you're aiming. But I liked the aspect of if you were fighting the little ground guys, the ferals that came running at you, you could actually duck down and you'd do more headshots on them. Or if you're fighting a tall character, you would aim up, you could do left down on the trigger and your character kind of aims up and shoots. So like you had to strategize your headshots a little, which I thought was a cool design to the gameplay. Yeah. I always it, forgot to do that. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I was saying. Like, the game a actually has, like, nice depth to it. Like, you, there's actually cover. You can actually crouch behind, you know, a car or something and take cover, press left trigger, and actually, like, stand up above the cover and shoot. I never did this. I was just running around and blasting people with a rocket launcher. No, it's a twin stick shooter. I'm not, I'm not yeah. stopping at any moment. But you have the option. <laughs> yeah. I actually, because we played Atomicrops pretty recently, and going from that to this... I struggled aiming with this game way more, She's and weird. I couldn't figure uh, out. Atomic Crops has an auto aim feature, which I think is on by default. So does this. This, does this on default is medium. You can actually increase the sensitivity of how strong the auto aim. Which is I eventually game. did. Yeah, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think it was anything like on the game's part. But it was just funny to me that I went from you know a twin stick shooter to this one, and I struggled so much more with this with aiming, and I I don't know why. Struggle City. I know, because when you first played Atomic Crops, you just kept clicking the right stick. and Irritating you. Oh, yeah, man. I know. <laughs> the other thing that was kind of unfortunate with the combat, so this is another, once again, complaint about them kind of removing the role-playing. You can create multiple characters. Like, it gives you, like, 20 character slots, like, a ton of different characters. But I saw literally no reason to create other characters. You get a ton of skill points. There's 10 different things you can put skill points in, you know, you can do things to improve your grenades, improve your abilities, improve your evasion, improve your health. Typical stuff. But since things don't like randomly drop, it's not like, oh, cool, I want to start a character and kind of make him more of a mage and focus more on abilities. Because you don't, you only find abilities on the ground. And since things don't randomly drop, there's only certain areas in the game where you're finding these abilities and collecting these abilities. And I didn't think it was till like later in the game where I thought the combat was getting so much more fun. I was having more fun, unique weapons. I was getting more unique gadgets, more unique abilities. It took way too long to get these fun abilities. Right at the beginning, you're just basic machine gun, basic pistol, basic grenade. It was just, it wasn't that fun. And it wasn't until about like the six hour mark, which is way too long for it to be like, okay, this is cool. This is a cool gadget. I like this gun. And it's just unfortunate. I wanted to be able to build a mage when I played a, like Liz and I wanted to do more on abilities, but you really don't need to put much in your mana because a lot of the abilities either have too long of a cooldown, you end up regenerating the mana in time, or 
You just don't cost a lot of mana. Yeah, or you find it on the ground. Like, it's very forgiving with the amount of loot that drops in terms of health and all that. And then as you level no, up... Health, health is feast or famine. There's well, that is true. you find a ton of health and some you have none. That's true. And then there's sometimes you just take all of the health no matter what. But that's a that's well, another conversation. I, more than you. I, mean, I think it's weird, though, that there are areas of the game where all of a sudden the enemies go way up in strength. Yeah. And so if you just cross a line... All, you're dead with one with one hit. And so for me, it's really weird that they don't kind of designate these areas. Like, I didn't realize that I was going too far. Because you have to look around for loot. Yeah. And then you realize the enemies have skulls and they shoot you one hit and yeah. kill you one hit and that's it. Yeah. Bad things happen then. So the nice thing about the great thing, I should say, about the Ascent is that it is co-op and it's up to four players. You can even do couch co-op. So if you have someone at home with you, this is also a really fun game to do it with. What did you guys think of the co-op? Did you guys prefer it? Single player, or did you like co-op? I preferred it. I I had more fun playing with like with you and with our friend Dave, who's also been on this podcast. But I've had I had more fun, yeah, playing with you guys. And I don't know, just kind of you spread out, look for loot. I don't know, someone's yelling about being down. That's usually not named me, so that because that never <laughs> happens. I'm always picking you guys up. But it's it's definitely a lot more fun than when I was just like sit down to play it and yeah just run around. Honestly, there's really no um, there's no penalties for dying. It, I mean, it sets you back a little bit from where you were probably. But all in all, I would just run. Oh, okay, I died, and at least the reload time on a death was pretty much instant. So like I didn't I didn't have a problem with that. I think playing single player would have been way too boring because they just running around and I, I feel like I would have been lonely, but I said earlier, it's just way too buggy for multiplayer right now for me to enjoy it. Having to restart the game Andrew had to wait for the load times because my Xbox is worse than his and I would host the game. And so for me, like there was one time that Andrew, you were like in the four or something. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> I actually felt in the math. Yeah, and I, this is a newer game, right? Yeah, it, came it just out, came yeah. out. Yeah, so I feel like this happens all the time where it just came out and it's super buggy. But if you're going to do co-op, I would definitely wait because it's just like, it's not good. Well, Liz, maybe you could just pull up a YouTube video and watch that while you play next time. And you feel like you're <laughs> playing with him. <laughs> I also, I like playing with Andrew too because he was further ahead. So he'd be like, I'm going to go run into this area and, and get you some like sweet gear. So I actually, I really liked playing because of that too and also i felt like there is a tutorial but i i I don't like reading it when it pops up i just liked it when andrew explained it to me yeah the tutorial is is pretty basic it's just some text boxes uh there's a good amount of scheme you just kind of gotta learn on your own there's reminders that pop up which is nice but yeah you can turn it off in the option yeah when it comes to like upgrading things what should be upgraded i just you know let you take the lead with that and let me know so yeah i I did like co-op but i would i would wait a couple months so i would say the co-op is a lot of fun but uh a lot of the bugs i've been seeing and hearing about only happen in co-op the game is so much more stable if you are playing single player as far as like crashes i was getting a lot of like audio issues when i would play with liz there was a good amount of times where my gun just kept firing I'm, i'm not pushing any triggers and it's just firing 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 and then, like, it would even be out of bullets and still trying to fire. But once I switched my guns, it would kind of break the loop. But, yeah, there would be times where we'd be walking and i just have this gun firing audio going off just repeatedly. But this is all just co-op. So the co-op is a little unstable. 
I didn't think it was unstable enough that it would ruin it for me. But like I said, I have a Series X, so if I anything was too bad, I could just quit, go back in, no big deal. If I had an old console, yeah, it would it would be really awful. Oh, hearing you talk about like you're just your gun going off, I absolutely loved that you didn't have to worry about ammo. You just reloaded and you just had all the all the bullets you needed. Yep. I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, and it auto reload for you. You just had to stop pulling the trigger, which I had to keep reminding you. <laughs> yeah, I like to reload on my own because I would always be like, "Why isn't it reloading?" It's because my I was still holding it, so I had to reload myself in order to not mess up. It's all right. At least you reloaded. Eventually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I know we're kind of iffy about a lot of things, but the things that I think the Ascent just absolutely, not just nails, I think they blow it out of the water. Graphics. Is graphics and sound. I want to go with both of these. Okay. Because the Neon Giant made such a beautiful game. This is why I can understand why the load times are so long. It is crazy, I think, how gorgeous this game is. Especially, too, like, it's a top-down shooter. Like, normally you don't see a lot of close-up things. And so, like, normally when a game does a top-down shooter, like, they kind of skimp on the graphics. Because it's like, hey, you know, the camera's far away. You know, you're not going to get that close. No, this studio really did a fantastic job creating such depth to this world. The character designs are cool. I love the aliens. The guns are pretty basic. The armor is kind of cool, but okay. I just love this world. The wet pavement. And also, like you said earlier, when, you know, you're you're going up or down one of the elevators and it just pans out and you see more of the city. And I love looking at this game. It is gorgeous. I feel like that's my favorite thing about this game. I, I have no disagreement with any of that sentiment. It's, it's by and large, the best thing about it. And I think it's even cool, not even just like, a, oh, it, it looks cool. I just think it's a nice idea the way that they move the camera because sometimes it actually shifts during gameplay into these yeah. weird angles that you're not expecting. And so I think that that's kind of a cool aspect to how they design the game. And yeah, to Andrew's point, I think, that, that is one of the reasons it takes so long to load on these longer consoles. But it, it does, it is one of the reasons that it definitely took away from me that I'm like, man, my console's like three years old. It's, it's not old by any means. And man, it just chugs along. I, like one of the things I think also why it takes so long, and this kind of goes a little bit into gameplay too. I think they really could have reduced some of the load times if they reduced the number of NPCs. I feel like most games we play, we're like, oh man, this is a big open world and it's just, it's lifeless. It's empty. They put so many NPCs in this game. Yeah. It's insane. But it also makes sense. I mean, it's a bustling city. Yeah. And like, I like it, but it's also like, they probably could have reduced the load times by maybe reducing some of these NPCs. They got a little bit annoying during the gameplay because like, you're just shooting enemies and the only way you know it's an enemy in the top right, you have a mini map. It's more of a motion sensor. You basically see gray dots, which are neutral people, red dots, enemies, orange dots, if they're enemies, but they haven't discovered you yet. And so, like, there's, yeah, like, 20 people on the screen, and only three of them are enemies, and you just blasted the crowd. You just killed numerous civilians. But your character doesn't care. You don't get punished. Like, there's no consequence for it, which also is another thing that sucks about this game. Like, I don't... I'm literally shooting up an airport and nothing, no, nobody cares. Nothing yeah, I remember matters. when we were playing that scene, you were like, I feel really weird about this. Yeah. Yeah, there's, I mean, it It just goes back to the, the lack of any real RPG nature to it. If it had a real yeah. RPG nature to it, some of that would matter. And even the dialogue pops up and it's like, hey, uh, 
don't do that. This is going to go against you, but we'll, we'll clear your record. Don't worry. And there's no consequence. So at one point, yeah, we were, when you and I were playing, I was just running along behind you and I was just killing everything, civilians and all. If it, yeah, you if, got sick of trying to find who the enemies are. So you're like, I'll just clear the crowd. It's like, whatever. <laughs> my, my gun had a hundred clip. I was like, oh, I'll just clear anything that moves and it'll be easier to figure it out. But I, did you guys? Oh, Go ahead. well, one thing I was going to say is, I, I, did you see the video I, I had sent? Uh, Andrew is someone actually took this game and they managed to put it into a first person view and yeah. it actually still looks beautiful. And, and that's what oh, I think it looks like, really good. The game looks so good. But one thing that I will complain about is that especially given the fact that there's like hundreds of them on the screen, everything looks very samey. There's like four or five different races and they all are the same essentially when they're walking yeah they're they're bipedal humanoid type creatures yeah Yeah, so the fact that they all realistically look the same i think that's all the more reason you could have done with less of them on the screen and i think why it bothered or i don't want to say took away from it but there was i just wish they at least looked a little different there's a couple like you have like the obviously the huge like, type looking guys like elephant have, like, guys ears, yeah but have like bunny ears <laughs> you have like you have like these little imp looking guys but yeah you have a couple that are human size and they kind of look like humans but they're aliens when you look close so yeah I, I mean i thought they were cool but yes there wasn't anything super striking about them you know you're not looking at like mass effect you know where you have like every alien's really unique and very striking it does blend in a little bit, but I, I felt like they all really fit the world, though. Yeah, that, I just think that's why you didn't need hundreds of them on screen. That's all. Well, I'm they saying. even had them in the elevator with you. Yeah. yeah. Which I actually thought was kind of cute, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, it, well, loading time sucked. That was my favorite thing to do, is just run around and just dive into people in the elevators. That's what I did, yeah. <laughs> you could be the typical jerk in public transportation, you know, like, bumping into people, blasting music without headphones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, don't be that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do think it's funny that this game has an elevated load time, which is funny because that's what Mass Effect 1 was always made fun of is the load time elevators. Now this game took that and put in the air game here. I think a lot of games do it, but they do it in a way that's much shorter and less noticeable. But yeah, when yeah. you do when you sit there for 2 minutes you're like this this just seems like too much. Just give me a load screen honestly. I I'd, I'd rather see some sort of progress. Yeah. Or the tip screen. Yeah, something. I think this and I this game could have afforded actually some like little like loading screen tips. Oh yeah. Especially too, since all the tutorial is just text box. Yeah, throw them in the throw them in the load screen. Yeah, instead of an elevator. <laughs> I wanted to ask you guys, did you guys like the voice acting? Mainly I want to know your opinion about Poon. Oh, he was annoying, I thought. Overall I, I... just ignored a lot of the, the dialogue though. I thought the voice acting was good. Uh, Noghead, he's kind of your hacker sidekick. I like him because he's a little cheeky, but I think the voice acting's really solid. I agree. And I, I think the sound effects are great when you're, you know, a bunch of gunfires going off, the sounds of the robots, but the music, I love the music. They nailed the cyberpunk feel of the music as well. I remember liking it, but for the life of me, I can't remember it at it's, all. It's on Spotify. It's actually, it's a really good soundtrack. Yeah, it's just super I don't sinky. think I've ever went back and listened to music from a game <laughs> oh, i have ori is still great but yeah i i thought it was great i i don't know that it was always super well timed as far as like sometimes the battle music coming on and off 
but outside of that i think it all was very fitting for what it was and yeah i thought it was really really good i I don't think it was nearly as good as the graphics as far as what makes this game what it is but yeah i thought the music was really good sound effects were okay I mean, they, there is quite the rumble effect on some of your, your effects. Oh, my word. That's, a, that's another thing about gameplay, but I think that was a bug. <laughs> no, that, okay, whatever reason, Keith hates rumble. I mean, he said it a couple times in podcasts, but Keith, I'm pretty sure, has his settings on his controller at maximum. I don't know it how. Is, it, is, it is comical because I am playing, I am on a party chat with him, and I can hear his controller vibrating like mad. It legitimately sounds like an angry duck. <laughs> And eventually I got an ability where I summoned a mech. And every time I walked, I just hear his controller quacking <laughs> through the microphone. So Your you never tried to f- help Keith fix his controller? No, I told him. I was like, just go to settings and lower your, your settings. And he's like, I'll do it sometime. But you never do. Yeah, if one of these days I'll remember. But yeah, this game, I don't know why, though. We weren't even on the same screen. I don't understand why my controller had to vibrate for you walking around in a mech. It made uh, no it's sense. so funny, though. I loved hearing it from, from the mic of your controller, just getting angrily at you. But yeah, this game, I don't know if you noticed, Keith, this is one of the few games that actually has like the um, controller rumble, like the, uh, the trigger rumble. The only other game I can ever think of that uses the actual like trigger rumble is Forza. And like the, it rumbles like when there's too much tension on a tire, but in this game it actually rumbles yeah with footsteps or or with gunfire and it's really cool. I think they did a really awesome job with it. I don't know if I actually noticed that. That's kind of cool though. Oh, I I wanted to ask you guys as well because I don't play mobile games. Somebody when I was looking up like the Metacritic and everything, they compared it to a mobile game. Like Keith did for a bit. Do you guys I, agree with that? To a certain degree, and I think largely because of the loop system, and and really just like the basic linear upgrade path that you take like if it had if it had more depth on again like we talked about with like an rpg level no absolutely not it's an mobile game but that was what kind of gave me the vibe of that i can see where people are coming from because i've seen the ads and when i read that i was like it does kind of look like some of the mobile game ads that i see online but it's, I don't think it's a negative, though. I think, if anything, it says this is going to be a fantastic game when they add touch controls to xCloud and you can play it on your phone. And you can just play anywhere. I think this will be a fantastic game for that. Well, I, I mean, I think that kind of just goes to prove that it can basically be a mobile game. And then it would actually load really super fast because I'd be loading it on a Series X server. Yeah. But I don't think... Well, I can't say fully mobile game because now that I think about it, too, because you shoot the triggers. Yeah. And if you're using a phone, you don't have triggers, and I feel like it would actually be a little awkward. Because most twin-stick shooters, you shoot when you aim with the right stick. That is true. This game doesn't do that. You only shoot when you pull the trigger. That is true. So that's why you can't really be a full mobile game. Yeah, I don't know. Like, like you said, I think it's just, for me, it's more just the overall kind of basicness of it. Like, it looks gorgeous, but it's basic. But uh, real quick, speaking of Xbox, Keith, did you see the news that was announced today at Gamescom? No, I didn't. Xbox, the Xbox Cloud for consoles is coming holiday 2021. They finally announced it and they showed how it works. You literally pick a game and there's an option that says play with the cloud next to it. You push it, boom, you play the game right away. Oh, okay. So you can finally play Microsoft Flight Simulator in any Series X game holiday 2021 on the cloud on your console. That's incredible. And so, I mean, even like a game like this, like I 
just play it the same way I'm playing it right now, essentially. Just yeah, it'll probably, it'll probably load faster. It's crazy. Well, it's, it. Yeah, exactly. Like I just I pull it off the cloud. That's awesome. Yeah, no, I've I've loved having it on my phone. I'm I'm absolutely looking to get myself a backbone. So you know, if someone can get us a sponsorship and wants to get us a free one or me a free one, I'll take it. I'm not saying I won't. But uh, yeah, I need to get me one of those because I I actually really have enjoyed XCloud gaming. You're not afraid of charity. No, I, everyone knows when we're recording. I'm not afraid to take free things. But getting to the final segment too, of course, the achievements of the ascent and the achievements overall are very okay. They're not super fun. A lot of them are given to you through the story, which the time to be is you're looking at about 16 hours. Um, if you just do story, you can maybe pop it off in like 11 hours. But yeah, you're probably looking at an average about 16 hours. I feel like I, there's a lot of side missions. I think if you complete it, I feel like it'd be longer. But there what is. Do I know? You, you honestly don't do the side missions. I actually ignore the majority of the side missions because the side missions just aren't that interesting. Did you get the one for dying 100 times? Because I feel like you never die. No, and that is the most annoying achievement in the game. There's an achievement to die 100 times. Yeah, and it's like, that's not fun. Like, that's just really annoying. And I don't think it's worth, like, 10 gamer score or something like that. It's not worth a lot. Yeah, you almost just have to find an area that you're just overleveled and just keep running into it until you get the achievement. And it's like, that's just not fun. But as far as the other ones, though, there's there's some pretty good ones. You know, killing a robot with energy gun, very simple. There's a couple that are kind of easy to miss, but you can just go back to them. Uh, like one of them is to take snooze, which is a drug. And there's literally one guy in Stimtown who just says, hey, you want snooze? And you say, yes, boom, there's your 10 gamer score. But I also think it's weird. Do you're drugs, gonna, You're going to get an achievement for doing drugs? Yeah, like, <laughs> that is weird. Well, then there's all, but there, there is also use the bath or use the toilet and then wash your hands. Yeah. So and it's called hygiene, yeah. Well, I will say this. The, the drug one's called You Snooze, You Lose. So I guess they're saying drugs are bad, but it's weird to be getting an achievement for doing drugs. <laughs> drugs are bad. Now go do drugs and we'll give you a reward. <laughs> it's kind of weird. I wonder if this game is going to make people who don't wash their hands be like, you know what, maybe I should. Yeah. Oh, I haven't <laughs> yeah, stopped like washing my hands since. Five times a day, <laughs> at least. And that's just on top of, you know, bathroom breaks and everything. And you also picked up heroin because of it. Mm-hmm. Meth, actually, Andrew, but, you know. Andrew, you got 755 when you finished the game. Yeah, I, I said I did 20 hours, but granted, I mean, I kept going back and playing with you guys, so I wasn't just... Slumming it. Yeah. And also, too, I don't think I, <laughs> yeah, I did not feel like I played 20 hours of this game. I, I feel like it must have read my time when I had, like, the game on standby or something like that. I mean, I feel like I sat in load screens for 20 hours. I was just going <laughs> to say the same thing. <laughs> So, I mean, well, to go back with load times, I wanted to ask you guys. So we've complained about it before. So when a game like uh, Outer Worlds, you know, it did a quick-ish load time, but it loaded a bunch of times. Like every time you entered a building, you're exiting a building. And you were like, oh, that annoyed you. And I remember I asked you then, I think during that episode, would you prefer like less but very long load times or many short load times? I think I do like the the long ones for me i don't think i would have minded as much if i enjoyed the story and gameplay but for me if i don't really like anything except for the graphics and then i have a load screen then it feels like an eternity yeah then it feels like i'm this is work and not fun so i i would definitely rather have the long ones if i like the game if i don't like the game give me the short ones so i mean again if we're if we're talking about short load times i think it's it really varies based on how quickly they're happening like in outer worlds I, there was times where you would walk into a building for 30 seconds and you would walk out and you still have like a 30 second load time which wasn't a long time but 
it just didn't feel worth it to, to travel between them. So in a lot of ways, I do agree. Yes, I'd prefer the longer load time, but outside of the graphics, and I think this is sort of what Liz was saying, is that outside of the graphics, it didn't feel like it needed to take that long to load. It's a very simple game. The gameplay wasn't exciting enough or innovative enough to make me feel like, man, this was worth it to load into. It was just good to look at. I, I will say, like, the unfortunate thing about this game, too, as I said, there's four levels, and it's essentially, like, a basement, a medium floor, an upper floor, then, like, the the top. And there's a good amount of times, I don't know why they designed it this way, you're literally on the top floor, and you're like, hey, go to the basement. That's three different load screens you gotta go to, and, like, that's that's not a good design. But uh, there is a, here's a little pro tip, because it took me a while to figure this out. If you are, whatever floor you're on, if you press left on the D-pad, you can pay a thousand credits, which isn't much because you there's not much you spend money on in this game. But you can get a taxi and fast travel. And it took me forever to realize that there was an actual fast travel. I thought I unlocked it eventually, but then I just was like, oh, you just press left on the D-pad and you can call a taxi. It's like, Because it was annoying. I was getting so annoyed. I'm like, there's so much backtrack in this game. But once I figured out I could do the taxi, it was so much more enjoyable. And the load time isn't terrible on, on the older Xbox. No, ta- yeah. that, that was actually like pretty quick. It's really yeah, just when you're traveling between floors that that's when you get the brutal times or the load-in time. So getting into our final thoughts, uh, I'll go first. How are you, Liz? You can go last. <laughs> so for me, I loved The Ascent. It had its issues. It's a little buggy, but it's not unplayable. You know, there's some of the bugs, you know, it would sometimes crash on me. Sometimes I'd get to an objective and the objective wouldn't load and I'd have to restart the game. But it wasn't anything too terrible. Um, if you have an older console, you may want to wait till you upgrade or if you're okay with long load times, you know, it's 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 okay. It's just very long. I think it's a very fun co-op shooter, though. There's not a lot out there. And I, the fact that you can play with four of your friends, just have a good time, just blast enemies, it's a lot of fun. The story, I think, was just, it was good, but just kind of a miss. But the world is so good. If you're a sucker for cyberpunk type of games like me or movies... You're going to enjoy this world. You're going to enjoy the codex, the lore. Just like it is, this game is just eye candy. So it has a lot to offer. I just, for the most part, cannot wait for a sequel. I want them to focus so much more on the actual role playing element of this game. And I would, I would, this, like I said, would probably be my game of the year. Uh, for really? me, though, in its state, I, I'm just giving a solid 80. So I didn't love the ascent. I'm going to start there. <laughs> I didn't hate it, though. I really didn't. I just I could not get myself excited about it any time I played it. I will agree that the best feature about this game, outside of the visuals and, and everything that comes along with that, the best thing about this game is co-op. It's playing with friends because it is actually kind of fun in that regards. But at the end of the day, I just think the gameplay fell so flat and boring that just nothing about it excited excited me. And until we kind of got it here recording i didn't really think much about like the actual lack of rpg but i agree with andrew like if you can if you can implement a better style to the the i don't know just how you build your character and all that it would be a so much more fun game to play and i would take the load times because it it they, yeah they were long but i would pull up my phone and i would play a quick mobile game for two minutes and then it would be fine like i it wasn't anything that like really drew me out of the game as much as i just didn't think the gameplay was worth the load time so i think i it sucks because it's, it's such a good game and from like a visual standpoint but i, I think like it's 77 
Yeah. Not too far off of me. No, because I, I can't. I don't know. It's not. I can't dog on it. It's it's beautiful. <laughs> Dangs. Okay. Oh, so man. I, I like, thought I was 40. I thought I was being generous with a sixty five. Um, because for me it is very beautiful, and there is substance to it. I just I didn't care for a lot of it. I mean, it, the story, the gameplay. I just thought was so repetitive, and I feel like at this point you're just being a dead horse. But yeah, sixty five. And looking at Metacritic uh, for Xbox One, TBD, and 8.6. And then for the Series X, it's 68 and 8.1. One of the critics even gave it a 30, Jeez. which is unheard of. Yikes. I think a lot of people were saying the same stuff that we were. They didn't like the map. They thought it was buggy. I think buggy was the number one uh, issue. I also felt like the scores were 10 and 0. Like, I think people love, love, love this game or they hate it. I mean, that's and, why Metacritic, I feel like, goes a lot of ways. It's tens and zeros. It's a really and, uh, Lately, I've been seeing a lot in, like, the 6-7 range for the games huh? I've been playing. And so for, it was actually kind of shocking to me. And I, one person said style over substance. I think everybody across the board agrees that the graphics are amazing. And I think that's why people were so excited about this game, like, watching the trailer. Um, but, yeah, I'd say the, it's very mixed. All right. I think that is just about wraps it up for us. Uh, thank you all so much for joining us this week. Uh, if you have a game suggestion, please, we would love to hear it. You can email us at gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com. Please follow us on Twitter at gbgbpod or Facebook, gamepassgrabbag. I've been your hardcore gamer host, Angie. Find me on Xbox Live, Firebird0152. Um, oh, crap. I don't think I have anything fun to say. You said our email address really fast. Gamepassgrabbag at gmail.com. Email us. And oh, I'm Keith. That's my name. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Liz. I cut you off. I forgot my name. Oh, it's name. all good. And I'm Liz Anoop, Gamer Tag coming on Dean, and I'm on Twitter at Liz Anoop. Noop is EW. Man, I thought for sure, Keith, you were going to say the thing you've been saying all week. What's that? I'm waiting. I'm I, I'm having a photo commissioned, and, and I think <laughs> when I have that ready, I'll be ready to unveil my new title. Uh, some fans pad uh, don't too much. Don't don't spoil the surprise. <laughs> Thank you all oh, so much for joining us. Uh, <laughs> we I... hope to see you again next week. Bye guys.